Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Everybody was up in arms and 
had a bunch of a, a variety of different reasons to complain about the NCAA this week. So we on this show are going to highlight a lot of those issues, take them to task, take the media at large at task that only pays attention to college football at this point and then throws it by the wayside for the rest of the year. But then they like to complain about it not being fair and whatever. So we're going to get into that later on. We're going to get into um, we're going to get into all the bowl games. We're going to give you a little bit of a preview of them. We're not really going to go that in depth because we do have a show next week, and there aren't any games that are going to be played up until that show. So next week we'll probably get into more of the picking the bowl games. This one will just highlight some of the better matchups that are out there, and we'll review, like I said, we'll review the championship games so we can go over the conference champions, and we'll take to task the selections that have been made. We'll also talk about a lot of the off-field issues that have been going on, a lot of coaching changes, surprising, surprising to most, but probably not this show, Tennessee is still without a head coach. So... Make serious contact with one of those dark-skinned fellers. Still continuing to baffle the entire world, and... You know what Tennessee needs? We'll figure this out. I bet you... You know who could coach Tennessee? The guy's just not available. I bet you if they had a former player who was a talented coordinator, he'd probably be perfect to lead. Not only a a player, but a national champion. Um, If they had a national champion who was able to somehow be associated with the program, maybe they could call him to coach because he's already got coaching experience. They must not have one. They must not have somebody in mind. But anyway... I'm your host, Chris Deeds. And I'm the Walrus. And we're going to walk you through all the college football news because it's been a... And before the end of the show, I'm calling for someone to get fired. That's where we're going to begin. That's where we're going to begin this show, I guess. I'll begin the show. I guess we'll just sit back and relax. I guess we'll, I guess we'll begin with the fact that... You've been that, in the back seat, sir. I'm ready to talk. The fact that we've had another... Another banner week for this show where we predict stuff and it happens a week later. So, Walrus, take take the floor. I seem to have injured my shoulder from patting myself on the back so hard. Not only did I tell the great listeners of our show that Jimbo Fisher would not be coaching FSU long before that happened, I named his replacement. And people came from far and wide to tell me I was a damned lunatic. I had no idea what I was talking about. Jimbo's not going anywhere. And who left FSU? Jimbo. Oh, Jimbo. Who's the new coach at FSU? Amazingly, Willie Tiger. I told you that, folks. I told you guys that before Jimbo Fisher left. There's no reason to turn on that four-letter network. You tune into me, and I got you. Exactly. If you listen to this show, you will be four weeks ahead of anything that happens at any of those. You know, four-letter network and the two-letter one-number network 
We cover it. We cover it here before it happens. We don't wait. We don't wait for it to happen. We make it happen. That being said, if you want to call into the show and be a part of this, be a part of the record-setting show. Our number is six four six 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 eight eight four six seven. We'll put you right on and. We'll, we'll let you spew. If you want to get your coach fired, just bring them up on the network. Just bring them up on the show because we have that power. Tennessee lost another coaching target. Chad Morris has accepted the, yes, I saw accepted the Arkansas job. Do you know how many coaches have been fired, let go, resigned since Butch Jones was fired, and they've all been replaced? <laughs> Tennessee can't hire anybody. Oh, God. This is uh, we talked about it last week as being a dumpster fire. It is more than that. I mean, I, I feel bad. I, I feel almost bad saying this. The fires out out in L.A. that have stopped UCLA, those fires are not as bad as what is going on in Tennessee. No, it's not because there's a fire in L.A. and UCLA hired a coach. Yeah, yeah. and Tennessee still does not. So. Um, while we're on, you know what, we'll save that subject. We're, we're going to revisit the coach, the Willie Taggart situation because there is a lot more to that story that I want to get into. But I think we should start, I think we should start with going back to, go to cha- let's go to championship Saturday. Let's get that out of the way so that we can move forward to the bowl weeks. So let's open... Let's open up with a recap of the champ, all the championship games that were played on Saturday. First, we'll just take it. We'll just take them in order. Friday night, the Pac-12 championship. Um, pretty meaningless. It was a meaningless game, and I pretty much turned this game off in the third quarter. Um, there was one play in this game that I, I, I turned it off after. The only thing we're talking about in this game was when Sam Donald looked to get sacked in the end zone for a safety. And surprisingly, the rest, nobody called it. Nobody called him down on the play. He spins out of whatever was happening and ends up throwing a 40-yard, well, it was a 20-yard pass, and then the guy ran after it. But so it gets them out of the shadow of their own goal line on a play that should have been a safety and go, the play should have gone back. Oh, hold on a minute. Let's, yeah, let me let me finish. Let me finish this. So, oh, no, call them. No, no, no. We'll, we'll finish this delivery so, later. But these people might hang up. They're not, they're not going to hang up on us. No, no. But I just wanted to say that was the end of the game for me. That was after it. That was when I turned it off. So let's get a caller in here. Let's talk to the going caller. On. Know what I have to do. Hello, caller. You're on the air. What's going on, my man? How you doing? Hey, what's going on, Connor? Well, not too much. Just uh, driving home from work, and it's always nice to see a car. Uh, looks like they just drove through this building, and uh, yeah, it's always a uh, fun and eventful day for me. So yeah, great. Well, we're 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 always glad to have you calling from the oh, a car that drove through a building. Yes, car went through a building. Yeah. That guy's still having a better day at the University of Tennessee football. Let me tell you. 
I was waiting for somebody to get the correlation there, and, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Excellent. What's on your mind, Farmer? Not much, man. I just thought I'd uh, on my on my drive, you know, my five o'clock drive here on the West Coast, and uh, thought I'd uh, sit back and listen to some of my college ball and catch up on what I missed. So, Farmer, say, we have we have to say while you're while you're on the air. So, Farmer is a host of the morning show on radio AFS, Morning Cup of Sports. So. We're interested to get your opinion because last week we kind of took Tennessee to task for the obvious racism for not hiring T. Martin. Okay. Yeah. What's your What's your take on that, Farmer? You know, if, if, if that's what Tennessee is doing, you know, they're, they are technically part of the South, and uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I haven't done enough research to uh, go on a farmer rant and or a farmer tangent, so uh, I'm going to have to do a little research on this one, and uh, maybe I will uh, have enough uh, time in between uh, drinking a few beers at a local pub to uh, do, do some research and give you a uh, halfway educated answer. Uh, tomorrow morning on the uh, morning show. Outstanding. All right. Well, I'll, I'll set I'll set you up with a few. All right. So you're I know I know you a little bit, and your your team is North Dakota, right? Correct. All right. So let's say your your beloved Fighting Sioux have a job opening. Okay. And okay. Trying to they're trying to hire a coach. And you have a former fighting Sioux who led your team to a national championship. He happens to be a coordinator at another university. Wouldn't you assume that that guy would be one of your top choices? I, I, I would honestly give that guy the nod. And, uh, you know, if, if that's the particular scenario... Uh, for the uh, Tennessee Volunteers, where uh, I guess in Tennessee, Nashville, um, they like to fist people. So, uh, you know, we, we discovered that on the morning show. But, uh, you know, if, if that's the case, well, then there, there's definitely some other issues going on there in Tennessee because, you know, any smart uh, uh, director or president or whoever makes those final decisions, if they're not putting this man on the payroll, there's got to be something wrong with them, and uh, they definitely need a uh, internal investigation in regards to uh, what's going on personally. Well, that that's been that's been our that's been our inclination, and the guy does exist. His name is T. Martin. He was a quarterback for Tennessee, led them to the national right. championship. Is now the offensive coordinator at USC. And amazingly, he has not even been given a phone call. Hey, you have And there's only wow. one thing. In, there's only one thing, and it happens to be. I'm going to steal Walrus's line here. It happens to be the pigment of his skin tone. Mm. Is he uh, a white dude, black dude, brown dude, red dude? 
His skin just does not fit what Tennessee wants. And that's that's the contention of this show. We're saying we haven't heard that. I want to say this for everybody just to get 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 our uh, get the higher ups so that the higher ups on our case. This is just this show's opinion of why they happened. So 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 Wallace and Chris, this sounds like something that the uh, morning cup of sports show here on Radio AFS. You know we we do phone calls on that show, right? Oh, I I do and. I was gonna, I was gonna let you know this before when you go off. I will be home tomorrow and Friday for your show. So well, we'll, we'll have let's walk out. Ready. Let's walk Get out with the walruses talk out, and uh, let's do it tomorrow, my man. Uh, sounds sounds good, man. So uh, you know, I, I want to get uh, your guys's uh, opinion. I've heard I heard this last week, and I didn't have a chance to, to call into this fine uh, this fine show. Um, what's your guys' feel about uh, UCLA now having uh, the good old Chip Kelly? Uh, Morris, I'll, I'll let I'll let you go first. If Chip Kelly were to succeed, this is probably his only option. Um, not a huge Chip Kelly fan, but I think I think he can make it work. I see uh, UCLA. Probably winning the Pac-12 in the next three years, uh, making the college football playoffs in the next five. That is high. That is high. High grade. Uh, wow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I, I love the hire. I think I think they they nailed they nailed the, this process. I mean, they waited a little long on firing Shimura, but. We all knew that that was happening. It jumped yeah. on it right away. Chip Kelly, for all for everybody that knocks Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly is a great coach, great offensive coach, and he and we, we said this to Nine Faithful when he called in and we talked about Chip. Kelly. Um, he he can recruit California. He can recruit California from Oregon. So. Being in LA, he will have a better home base to get a lot of those kids to stay home, and that's going to be huge. So I I I almost said to agree with Walrus. The only problem is I don't I don't trust the playoff committee to make any decisions on the Pac-12 because the Pac-12 is a disaster. No, I I, I agree with, with with both of you. And if we know Chip Kelly's recruiting there in Oregon, uh, he definitely took a lot of uh, a lot of California boys up from, from you know from LA in that particular area. So you know, I, I saw this signing. I'm not a big fan of Chip. Um, I, I think his offense is good. It's great in college. It sucked in the pros. So if he can have those men at UCLA uh, conform to his system, I think Chip Kelly just put the whole Pac-12, put on, the, all, every single team in the Pac-12 just got put on notice when, when Chip Kelly went to UCLA. Oh, absolutely. And, and the, biggest, the biggest one who got put on, on blast is, is USC, right across the street, because they, they have that. USC is not going to be able to 
do what Chip Kelly does. Chip Kelly is going to dominate offensively, and USC is going to be, well, we're a pro-style team. We're going to have maybe three receivers, and Chip Kelly's going to be coming out with four or five receivers all the all over the place. And young people are going to say, I want to play for them. I want to do that. Rather than right. the rather than the USC way. And it's going to totally flip the script. So that's why I say they killed it in, in the, the hiring process. Oh, definitely, Chris. I, I, I couldn't agree more with you on that. You know, and, and, and you know, like, like I just said, the Pac-12 just got definitely put on notice. I, I do wish the best for Chip. Um, you know, everyone's calling him a failure in the NFL and and uh, everything else like that. And I always like to uh, remind them, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, especially up here in Washington, um, they're like, oh, he's a failed 49er coach. He's a failed, you know, Eagle coach. And, you know, he was only good in, in Oregon. I'm like, well, if, if he's a failed coach, well, then your coach being uh, Pete Carroll should, should have never made it back in, into the pros. So, you know, don't judge the book by its cover. And uh, hopefully, you know, Chip, uh, Chip Kelly can, can put a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, recognition to his name instead of being a, uh, a an, an NFL flopping quarter, uh, flopping uh, head coach. The other thing I like about Chip Kelly is, and a lot of people don't know this because they, they thought of him as the NFL Chip Kelly. When Chip Kelly was in Oregon, he was a great influence. He was in our position and your position in the party show. He's going to provide us so much, to, so much gusto to talk about. He is not going to tell you who he is and how good his team is. So he will give us a lot to talk about, and that's what excites me the most. Oh, most definitely, and you know it, it should be a, a, a great. Uh, uh, great time for the uh, you know for the uh, West Coast teams over here to and see uh, how much pull actually you know uh, Chip Kelly has with some of these top blue chip uh, prospects. Absolutely. All right. Anything else you want to get out, Farmer? Uh, no, my man. Uh, I, I appreciate the uh, the morning show plug. And uh, definitely check us out Monday through Friday, generally here on RadioAFS.com, Fatboy Media, DRCP Army. Um, it's uh, 7 a.m. on the West Coast, 10 a.m. for you East Coast people. Come in, check us out. If you're a little sensitive, you don't want to listen to this morning show because uh, we are all about fuckery and having fun. And uh, definitely check us out. Tune, tune in. To, uh, tomorrow and check out and check and figure out who's the cream and who's the sugar on the show. <laughs> definitely. And Farmer, I will definitely be calling in tomorrow at some point so we, so we can call down to Knoxville and figure this all out. All right? All right, my man. Hey, it's always a pleasure and uh, have a good one. And just now, I'm going to say it, it's way too late for this shit right now. <laughs> I was waiting for that one. All right. See you later, Farmer. All right, brother. Take care. All right. Always good Always good to hear from the morning show, guys. They do a lot of different things, and they do it in the morning. Hopefully tomorrow, hopefully tomorrow, I was, I was hoping that they would call in so I could, I could get in there and 
hopefully we can call up the University of Tennessee and uh, I can figure I can figure some things out for next week. So we'll have a full report next week. Of Iowa. That that's another one on my list of calling. Speaking of the University of Iowa, um, I'm always ready. Warren, um, what's our Twitter handle? It still is at Fit Down Radio. Still at Fit Down Radio. Have, have have we gotten it? Have we gotten any any responses to no. the, to the guys we're following? No, I'm pretty sure they say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's the response too. If they say, "Hey, lo- hey, you're a lunatic. Stop co- stop stop trying to get us on your show. We're not coming." <laughs> that's that's uh that is a re- that is calculated as a response. But for is for a response, if I get a cease and desist from their Against Memphis, and 
Memphis, Memphis was throwing the ball around all over the yard. There, there was very little defense played in this game, but the, the defense that did get played was by, I, want, I believe his last name was Griffin. The, 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 only guy, the only guy that played defense in this game happened to be a guy with one hand. All right, the guys with two hands were not playing defense, but this guy, Shaquille Griffin, was absolutely all over the place, and he probably made the play of the game on on Saturday when this game went into overtime, and he made Riley uh, Riley Ferguson rush his throw on a fourth down to the end zone, and if he didn't rush the throw – They'd probably still be playing right now. Um, but the biggest news of this game was, Walrus, did, did you watch any of this game? I, I did. I was actually uh, I was at a local watering hole when it was on. Okay. So you didn't, so you didn't, have, the, uh, you didn't have the audio going. I did not. All right. The interesting part of this game was that four-letter network, that happened to be broadcasting the game made one of the most boneheaded decisions I've ever seen in my entire life. So we all know Scott Frost, coach at UCF, is coaching his team to an undefeated season, coaching his team in his conference championship game. Fourth quarter, game ends in a tie. They go to start overtime. And what happens at the bottom of the screen? Breaking, Breaking news. Scott Frost has accepted the job at Nebraska. Which wasn't breaking news because that was Saturday? Friday? That was, that, that was Saturday. That's what I thought. I knew where I was on Saturday. I told you he was going to accept that job on Wednesday. We, we told you. I told you he was, this was happening when I fired the athletic director. So we were way, we were way ahead of this story. But. Still, how do you break that news at the start of overtime in a championship game? You can't wait the 10 minutes that – I mean, it's not like Scott Frost called during, during the overtime coin toss and was like, hey, I'm accepting the job at Nebraska. That would be awesome if he did. This was obviously set in motion, and obviously it was set up to where they were like, all right, look, I'm going to coach the game. You can announce it at the end of the, you know, you can announce it when the game's over. All of a sudden, the game ends, it's still tied, and they still decide to make the announcement, well, we're going to make it at, it was probably like a time thing, like you can make it at 3.30. So as soon as 3.30 hit, they announced it. It was the dumbest thing I've ever been a part of. And we're going to, uh, we're going to, we're going to get into the moving of coaches later on in the show. But I, that was the most interesting part of that, – that was the most dumbfounding thing I got from that game. Other than that, the game was awesome. It was – the, the ending score was 60 – I think 66 to 50-something. I mean, it was absolutely outstanding. Um, so that was that game. So let's go – Good. The, the, the next game was a rematch game, and it was Auburn and – uh, Georgia. Did you see any of this game, Wallace? I watched a great deal of this game. 
Oh my I was, God. I was actually cheering for Auburn and uh how'd that work out for you? Awful. Oh I was cheering for Georgia. I, I wanted Georgia to get a lot. I, I was hoping for a good game. I was hoping Georgia would get a little bit of revenge. They got a whole lot of revenge on uh, on Auburn. And um, I, I, wa- I want to say it was probably because uh, Auburn's running back, Kieran Johnson, was injured and didn't play most of the game. And – that was one of the reasons they had a bad game, but it was more than that because Georgia was stuffing everything, forcing turnovers. So uh, Georgia defeated Auburn, which was a very big deal, um, of course, to the college football playoff world. So we had Georgia winning the SEC. Um, one, two. All right, so the next game we'll go to is the Big 12. Big 12 championship game, TCU and Oklahoma. This was a typical Oklahoma game. Um, Actually, it started out, I thought TCU was in trouble from the beginning when the first play they fumble and Oklahoma's defense is scoring points. When Oklahoma's offense scores enough points, when the defense is putting points up, there's no way that they can beat them. And so once I saw the defense score, I was in full mode of, no, this, (laughs) I was like, this this game is not going to last long. And TCU was able to fight back into it for a while, but, um, to me, I saw this as, um, you know, TCU got back in it, and then Oklahoma shut the door on them, and 41-17 Oklahoma, that that was basically Baker Mayfield saying, "Get, I'll take the Heisman, get out of my way. Uh, what would you see from this game, Lars? Disappointment. I, I really wanted Gary Patterson. I I don't like Oklahoma, and I was enraged. There was a lot of yelling. There was a lot of words I can't say right now. <laughs> you at my television set. Um, and as much as it pains me to admit, Oklahoma earned a win. Uh, I, th- I thought Oklahoma played really well in that game. Although, TCU did have the play of probably the play of the week play of the weekend when on their, I think it was their last, the last touchdown they scored. Uh, it was to tie the game up. The kid made a one-handed catch that originally they, that originally they ruled him out of bounds. And they went back to replay and the kid one hand sticks it, tucked it underneath his shoulder and tapped his feet. Got both feet inbound. Not just one, got both feet inbound. It was a pretty amazing catch. So I guess that can be the I guess that can be the uh um the, the silver lining, but that was it for TCU. All right. Walrus, let's go to the big ten. 
Big Ten Championship. Undefeated Wisconsin took on Ohio State. Did you watch any of this game? I did. Because I was thinking maybe you would be preoccupied with another game. I was, but, you know, you got to put back and forth, especially when the other game wasn't exactly going going as planned. Yeah. Um, I watched pretty much all of this game um, because every time I flipped to the other game, there was a disaster going on. So I would flip back to the – flip back to this one because this was a very competitive game, but it should not have been competitive. Ohio State was 10 times better than Wisconsin. Wisconsin stinks. I tried telling people this all year. This, uh, if JT Barrett, if JT Barrett could throw a deep pass that was actually within three or four yards of his receiver, they would have scored at least 50. I mean, Ohio State's wide receivers were four or five yards beyond any of the Wisconsin defensive backs. And the only thing that kept them in the game was the fact that J.T. Barrett couldn't throw, couldn't hit them with the pass because they were just running. And anytime he did hit a wide receiver in stride, they were gone. They would just run past the Wisconsin defense. You could tell the amount of speed on, on the Ohio State team was that much better than what Wisconsin had. And um, I, Wisconsin really didn't have much of a running game either going on in, in most of that game. So that was their struggle, that they couldn't run the ball and they couldn't keep up with Ohio State's speed on offense. But because of the ineptitude <coughs> of J.T. Barrett, Ohio State kept it close and ended up winning 27-21. Now, Walrus, we got to go to the ACC. We don't have to. <laughs> we don't have to, but, but we we, we got we to get it out there. Clemson just put a drubbing, a drubbing on Miami. Um, what, Morris? What happened? What do you What do you want? Um, <laughs> there's There's two ways I can go here, and I, I'm going to go both ways. So I'm going to start with the excuses. Uh, Miami team was playing without half their team. They were playing. They were playing without their starting running back, tight end, and wide receiver. So that's a blow. And then during the game, but we're not, no, no, we're not during the game, no, no, no. Not, they lost like half their defense went down to injury. Malik Rozier was exposed for what he is, a 50% passer. He, he, he was missing open receivers. He obviously couldn't make a throw at a window. He's a 50% passer. I, I think it's only a matter of time before uh, Perry takes over next year. Perry might be the starter out of out of the uh, spring game next year, and they just signed. Uh, I think his name is Juwan Juwan Jaron something, something Williams. He's a four-star dual-threat quarterback out of uh, out of Georgia. Mark Rick went back to Georgia to get himself a quarterback. I I say Rozier is not the starter next year. Um, that, that's what happens to Miami when the turnover chain doesn't come out because Rozier cannot consistently move the football. I I think Miami was last this or, or almost dead last in third down conversions. 
Because you can't throw the ball. I think it could be. I think the stat I saw was against FBS teams, they can they they can, uh, converted twenty nine point eight percent of their third downs, and they did have the the FCS against was it Bethune Cookman. Um, I think I think if so. they factor in that game, their percentage went up to like thirty two percent. Huh? They just don't get it done on third down. Um, well, I said this. I said this last week. If Miami wants to win, they've got to roll Malik Rozier out of the pocket. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna refer to you because I I I did I, I'm gonna admit I did not watch most of this game because I watched the first drive of Clemson where they just went right down the field scored. I turned over to the Big Ten championship game, watched that for a little bit, turned back, and it was already 14 nothing, and Clemson was driving again. So I said, all right, that's enough. I said, that's enough of this game. I'm going to watch a game that's competitive. And every time I, I ended up turning over, every time I just saw Malik Rozier drop straight back and get harassed by the Clemson defensive end. So, obviously, Mark Rick did not listen to this show where I said, roll your quarterback out and give him a chance. He doesn't have a chance. He can't. He completes 50% of his throws in a clean pocket standing there. You roll him out, his accuracy goes down. Yeah. He's, he's, he's awful. But at least he has a, the – at least if you're rolling him out, and we'll get into this probably more in the offseason when we talk about strategy, at least if you roll him out, he can throw the ball away. He can throw it into the stands if he's getting chased. Uh, he probably missed the stands. <laughs> that, that is probably true. Oh, my. Whoa. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, Clemson won 38-3, to and it was a very disastrous game for Miami. So, that's your conference championship games. You had Fresno State got beat by Boise State. That was another revenge game for the the Mountain West Championship. And and that and then and then Toledo absolutely rolled Akron in the other in the other championship games from Saturday. Walrus already brought this up. So Florida State played ULM on Saturday. And Friday night, Jimbo Jimbo Fisher peaced out and decided, uh, yeah, I'm not even going to coach the game on Saturday. Um, Actually, he was not given the option. (laughs) They told him, make a decision, and he said, I'm going to Texas A&M. They said, all right, then don't coach. So They did offer him the highest amount of guaranteed money ever given to a coach. And we talked about this last week. It was not about the money for Jimbo Fisher. Uh, it you was, know, it, 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 you say it wasn't about the money? No, it was about $75 million is kind of about the money. It's what he's going to get. $75 million. Yeah, but FSU was, it was willing to give him plenty of money. He didn't want to stay at Florida State because they – and I saw this a lot, and – Again, this is just the state of college football. All the fans, all the all the Florida State fans 
were rallying around. Oh, where's the loyalty? Where's the loyalty from, from the coach? Where's the loyalty from Jimbo Fisher? Where's the loyalty from the Florida State president? Where's the loyalty when, when Jimbo Fisher went into the office after his national championship and said, you need to upgrade our facilities. This is ridiculous. Well, they, they did upgrade some of the facilities. They did some of the upgrades. But what problem was the, the boosters in the school just felt there was never – you were never going to satisfy Jimbo. He always wanted more. He was always going back and, okay, well, you're going to get me a standalone football facility. Now I need this. And now I need that. And it was the constant flirtation with other schools to get what he wanted. And they just figured at some point, at some point, where do we stop? Yeah. Like, like he had Florida State, excuse my language here, but he had them by the ball. They knew it. And they just, just go. Just go. Well, so that's, that's the Jimbo Fisher scenario. But Florida State was able to win the game and get a big to a bowl game. So on that segue, let's get into some what of they, the. What are they playing like the uh, Walmart brand Tostitos salsa bowl? Like what are they playing? Well, they are. In, I I I didn't even bother to write down the um the the um who are the sponsors. I did not bother with that. Why not? Because I I don't really care. I want to go to the Beepo Brady Bowl. I, I I want to put this up as a. I think I want to put this up as a poll for next next week and and see see what what kind of answers we can get. Um, but um, I want to know what is your favorite bowl name? I'm pretty sure my favorite bowl name. I'm going to say it right now on the air is the Tax Slayer Bowl. Tax Slayer Bowl. <laughs> I think that's the greatest name for a bowl. That was of all the ones that I saw. I think Tax Slayer Bowl is definitely the best one that that was out there. But um, all right. Um, anyway, Florida State is playing in the Independence Bowl. For those of you that that were wondering, um, I got I got the list of bowls. So the bowl games don't start till December sixteenth. So. We'll be able to get into a lot of of bowl coverage next week with some of these early games. Um, the biggest one I see, the, the the best bowl game I see early on, and that's I'm going to go before Christmas. The best bowl game I see before Christmas is, or the one I'm most intrigued about is. That that's uh, um, is Akron against FAU, and there's only one reason I'm interested in that Lane game. Kiffin. Absolutely, I I want to see Lane Kiffin again. I want to see what Lane Kiffin's got, and and that is in that is in the Boca Raton Bowl. But there was another bowl out there that I think that this this doesn't get much coverage, but this is probably the greatest bowl game that you could play in. The pinstripe bowl. Now the pinstripe bowl is a great bowl this year, and you're you're going to be tuned into the pinstripe bowl. I know it. Iowa NBC. I might. I <laughs> might, go, might go, go down there. You're laughing. I'm not laughing. I may look into ticket prices and I might go check out the pinstripe bowl. 
if if you do, you got you got to bring a sign. You got to bring a sign for the Iowa coaches. Get them on this show. <laughs> but no, of all the smaller bowl games, tell me this is not the best bowl to go to. If you're not gonna, if you're not going to play in a championship game, you're not gonna play in a New Year's Day bowl. Tell me this does not entice you. Just the name. I'm not going to give you the schools in it. We'll talk about it again next week. The Bahamas Bowl. Tell, tell me that's not the best destination. Like, hey, guys, we're going to the Bahamas. I'm not going to be like, yeah, we'll, we'll take that bowl game. I'd rather go there than go to, like, the Music City Bowl or, you know. Don't start disrespecting bowls. We're going to have, like, some bowl. <laughs> How dare you disrespect my bowl? Or go to the, or go to the, or go to Boise, Boise, you're going to Boise, Idaho to play the Potato Bowl. No, I'm going to the Bahamas to play in the Bahamas Bowl. That's where I'm going. Listen, that's the bowl I want to play. I want to play in the Idaho Potato Bowl. (laughs) So, uh, so anyway, so the bowl selection committee comes out and they make their selections. Let's talk about the top four walrus. Did you watch the selection show? I did not. I was, uh, what was I doing? Was, I was, <laughs> what were you doing? Obviously not, obviously nothing. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> that another watering hole. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously having a good time at that watering hole. Um, there was an open bar. It was 20 bucks. <laughs> I was work. I was working at the, I was working at the time. I, I had to I had to watch it through my phone, but um, all right. So number numbers one through three were pretty set in stone from the championship games: Clemson, Georgia, Oklahoma. You got down to the fourth and final position. And it was a very easy choice. And Alabama. It went to Alabama, and it should have. And I can't. This, I can't. I can argue. I could make the argument against picking Alabama. The problem is making the case for another team. Most people said that 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 case was Ohio State, that they were the conference champion, that they should go in. I I always think pick the best teams, and so I was not. The point of having. The playoff committee is to get these four best teams because the BCS was not getting the job done. If Ohio State really wanted to get the playoff team, they had to, say, they had to do one of two things. Not lose two games, which they did, and not give up 55 points to Iowa. That was the big key. I love Iowa. That was the I am key. on record of loving Iowa. Anybody who's listened to this show probably knows that I have about 20 minutes without talking about Iowa. Iowa should not have put up 55 on Ohio State. 55 for the high-powered Hawkeyes. Yeah, that was, that was atrocious. Um, and that was a big shot against against Ohio State. Against putting Ohio State on, well the big the big thing was was they had that one they had that loss to, if it was just the loss to Oklahoma, it would have been okay. Because that was a close game. It was a pretty close game that it was against a good team. But you can't lose that you can't lose a huge by a huge margin against 
an Iowa team that didn't that didn't beat Penn State. That if Iowa had another big win on their on their resume, you might be able to say, "All right, we could see that from Ohio State." But they did. Iowa did not have that. Iowa did not have that that other big upset. They didn't have they didn't have a big another big win, and that hurt Ohio State. Um. So. That's my take on it. I mean, you could argue you could argue against Alabama because of their schedule, because of you know they really didn't beat anybody away from Tuscaloosa. They didn't really win any big games away from home. Their only big game played away from home was against Auburn, and we saw how that went. We saw how they had to fight back against Mississippi State. So. So Iowa was not really a big thing. And Walrus, I want to I want to read you a quote. What about Iowa? It is about Iowa. Hold on. Somebody is somebody disrespecting Iowa. Oh, someone disrespected Iowa, and I want to make sure I get his words absolutely, um, absolutely right on. I'm just looking for the quote right now. Here we go. I'm on it. I'm on it. All right. So, my friend Ben. Hi, Ben. Are you listening? I hope you're listening, Ben. I, my friend Ben, who is a great college football fan, I would love for Ben to call into the, be able to call into the show, but I know he's got a lot of rugrats running around his house, so he's got to take care of them uh, rather than talk to us, and I don't blame him. For that, but I know he does listen to the show as a podcast because I've talked to him about it a, a few times. But so he posted about the committee, and of course, him being a Michigan fan, he had to stick it to Ohio State a little bit. So I want to read you his his quote is O H O no college football playoff for you. Now playing off the O H I O. Uh, chant from so he's sticking it a little bit. So our boy Walrus, our boy Gino, our boy Gino decides he wants to post on it, and I was willing to get your response to. You can't lose to inferior teams like Iowa by thirty and expect to get a nod over Alabama. Respond to Gino. Respond to Gino calling your boys inferior. Whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, Eugene, don't you ever, and the walrus means ever, disrespect Iowa again. But you're right. If you put things into perspective, Iowa beat Ohio State by 30. Alabama has not lost by 30. In fact, you know, it could have happened last year, but as far as I can, I cannot remember the last time Alabama lost by 30. 
They definitely did not happen last year. If, if somebody could tell me when the last time Alabama lost by 30 is, I would appreciate it. Definitely. That's an information. Get out of there. <laughs> definitely last year it did not happen because I believe their only loss was the championship game, and that was the last play of the game. So that was at 30 points. I can't remember the time Iowa, uh, Alabama got blown out, especially under Nick Saban. Um, yeah, that that should be a question for that should be a trivia question for our uh, for our for our website there. When's the last time Alabama got blown out? Um, but yeah, so I I just want I wanted to get your reaction to to Gino. Oh, I'm not done yet. Inferior. I'm not done oh, yet. Oh, from by by all means, get get on get on it, Walrus. I would call it for Gino. To miss a day of work. Uh-oh. Won't call for him to leave his job. I won't go there. You know what happens when you call for people's jobs on our show. I was going to say, don't call for his job. He, he needs his job. He's not making Jimbo. Okay, hold on. Jim Bassett information got back to me. <laughs> he's, not, he's, not make, he's not making Jimbo Fisher money. You can't. He, he, needs, he needs that kid. All right. The last time Alabama lost by 30 points or more was in 1998. And it happened to them twice in 98. I'm guessing, but that's got to predate me. They lost 42-6 to Arkansas in Fayetteville, and the second one was a 38-7 loss to Virginia Tech in the Music City Bowl. So it has been since 1998 since Alabama lost by 30 points. Yeah. And I believe Ohio State's been beaten by 30 points twice in their last 10 games. It's that been, would be true. I'm trying to think. It would it's been, been 20 it's been years. Clemson and, Clemson and Iowa. It's been 20 years. I was, just trying to, I was just trying to do the math. Of how 20, almost 20 years since Alabama lost by 30, and Ohio State's done it twice in 10 games. That, that, is, that is the biggest hit on, on Ohio State. So, Let's just get that covered and out of the way. We 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 agree with the committee picking Alabama over um, over Ohio State. I thought at the time at the time when when the when the SEC championship game finished. Yes. By the way, I, I it obviously Nick Saban as well after nineteen ninety eight. He was he was still uh, he was still at Michigan. So Nick Saban has not never lost like that at, at Alabama, and Urban Meyer's done it twice in ten games. Yes. So there you go. That that's all you need to know. But what I what I got when I watched the SEC championship game, I thought I thought maybe because Auburn had gotten beaten so bad, and it it kind of hurt Alabama, and the committee might have looked at. At it and said, "Ooh, Auburn's that lost to Auburn doesn't look as good now, and that might have given a window to Ohio State." But then, that, like like you said, the loss, the the amount of points they lost to against Iowa was absolutely a disaster, and it, it, it that that's the kind of loss that sticks for the rest of the year, and. It obviously stuck in the committee's mind, and 
when you have a team as dominant as Alabama, keeping them out of it, it would have taken a lot more than just a two-loss Big Ten championship. All right, so those are your top fours. So the way the playoff is set up, you've got an interesting Clemson against Alabama, third year in a row. And that's where I'm going to go with I, – I could call the committee on, on – if they picked Alabama just because they wanted to get that Clemson-Alabama game in there, that's, that's where I could, I could find fault with the committee. If they picked Alabama for strictly football reasons, that's fine. But if they did it for the matchup, that's a problem. And we'll never know. We'll never know if, if that was the case in that room where they said, all right, what's the best matchup? Oh, we got, we got a chance to get Clemson, Alabama again. Let's do that. I, knowing, how, knowing how college football works, I, I know that conversation probably came up in the room. Um, what do you think about that angle, Walrus? I don't think that's what happened. Um, when they released the, the playoff rankings, Alabama was five. Uh, and when they released them at five, they knew they weren't going to be playing a championship game. I, I think it was pretty much if one of these four teams above you loses, Alabama's in. I. I, I hope that's what I like. I said I hope that's the reason, but I could easily. Can anybody I could honestly give that. me a legitimate argument that Alabama is not one of the top four teams in the country? That I would love to see too. I would love to see somebody make that argument. I've heard a lot of whining about Ohio State. I haven't heard a lot against, and I've heard a lot of oh Alabama's played such a bad schedule. Well, they they played. It's funny because people say, oh, UCF, nobody plays UCF, and them not getting anywhere near the top as an undefeated team is, we've talked about how that's a joke. But uh, Alabama played Fresno State. Fresno State was in a playoff game, was in a championship game for their conference. So it's not like Alabama went out and scheduled Nobody, you know, that's a debate we're going to have to have in the offseason. What's a better, what's better to play a team that is from what the, well, I guess, I don't know what they call them, the, they, they call them the some, something six. So the, from a non-Power Five, is it better to play a championship team from a non-Power Five? The group of five. Yeah, the group of five, I think that. I think it's a group of six. Or no, it's a group of five. Is it? Yeah. So there's only five other ones. I'm probably thinking of another conference. But all right. So is it better to play a championship champion from that from there, or is it better to play a middle of the pack, big, uh, you know, power five school? Is it better to play them, or 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 that champion? I say it's better to see Fresno State, Alabama than it is to see Alabama play, I'll just throw a team out there, um, Northwestern or one of those kind of, I mean, Northwestern was a pretty good team this year, but, or like a Purdue. I mean, 
what's the better what's a better game? Well, I've got before we go down that road. I have one more comparison I'd like to make between Ohio State and Alabama. Okay. I, I was curious about something. Okay. Because even if I will play devil's advocate, if, if somehow Ohio State gave up 50 points to Iowa and won, you know when the last time Alabama gave up 50 points? Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be in the 90s. It was 2003 wow. to, to the University of Tennessee. The game took five overtimes to get there. Oh, okay, okay. The last time Alabama gave up 50 points in a regular season game, from what my research is showing me, 1907. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. It's been over 100 years. Okay, okay. All right. We'll take that. They gave up 50, 51 points in a loss to Tennessee in 2003. It took them five overtimes to do it. Yeah, um, I just I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, that that's a, a very big thing. Um, all right, so all right, so let's 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 progress the story here. There was another story about about the playoff selection committee. Did you see that story this the week? Story told us. Um, did you see the war of Twitter between our 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 boy, Mr. Kaki, and Michigan State? Did you see that? Did you see that battle? I did see that battle. This is the most amazing stuff. I mean, uh, I, I again, I had to go to my I had to go to my Michigan source for this. I had to go to my boy Ben. I had to go to my boy Ben because he is—he is Michigan in—in—he in, is Michigan. He is Michigan in my. He is made in blue. When 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 I need when I need when I need something on Michigan, Ben is the guy I go to. Well, I want to talk to Ben. You tell Ben to get the wall. So talk about. Does Ben wear khakis? So, Ben. So I I tell I ask Ben what what do you think about this Michigan situation? And I'll just read his best quote. Michigan State can kiss my ass and enjoy the Holiday Bowl while we shrimp at the Outback Bowl. That's pretty much how Michigan fans feel about the argument. Here's what I have a problem with. Jim Harbaugh goes goes out and attacks Michigan State in a tweet. And his tweet was something like, Hey, have fun, have fun while we play in it. While we're playing on New Year's Eve, while we're playing on New Year's Day, you'll be done. You'll be done because you're in a lesser bowl. I do not understand how the bowl committee put Michigan in a New Year's Day bowl, despite the fact that Michigan lost to Michigan State, had a worse record than Michigan State, got beat head to head by Michigan State. And they still selected Michigan. Why did they select Michigan for a New Year's Bowl? That's exactly why. And to me, that is the that is the the biggest travesty of the bowl selection committee is that they selected outrageous, salacious, preposterous. Yes, (laughs) that is an amazing thing to me because not only does because now it's set. That's where I, I got the whole, 
Clemson-Alabama matchup. You know, you can go back and say, was the committee really picking Alabama because they're the best team or because it was the best matchup? And it's all because they made this stupid decision to put Michigan against South Carolina on New Year's Day. Why did they? Because Michigan's a big draw. And the, the only reason Michigan is a big draw is because of Coach Cackey. That's it. Other than that, there's no reason to watch that Michigan team play. Michigan State. I hate Michigan. I'm telling you, Michigan State. Oh, you're a yellow tray on the radio about Michigan State. <laughs> so, um, I just wanted to get that out there because that was a Twitter beef that was going on all week. And it was stupid of Harbaugh to do also because, look, my, my advice to Jim Harbaugh on this whole situation was just shut your mouth because – the committee already said, all right, we're going to put you on, on the game. They already answered the question for you. You're good. Just say, eh, we're playing. They're not. End of story. By, bringing, by, by going after Michigan State, that allowed people to say, wait a minute, you lost to Michigan State. And go back and look at your records and their records and compare the two, and it's not even close. So Jim Harbaugh who is a clown? A, he, a he, clown. He's done this, this, yes, he, uh, yes, you're absolutely right. He is a clown. He opened his mouth and insert his foot into his mouth because now people are looking. People like people, obviously the Michigan fans were like, "This is awesome," but people who don't care about don't care about Michigan, don't care about the maize and blue like me are going back and looking at it and saying, wait a minute, Michigan's record's terrible. The record's worse. They got beat. They're worse than, in their own, they're worse than Michigan State in the division. How, how did this happen? And the only way you can come up with it is that the committee wanted to get a high-profile team in there. Um, what do you think about the whole Twitter beef, Boris? Besides Michigan stinking. You don't want me to talk about Michigan State. No, we already know these things. Harbaugh's a clown. He's keeping his name relevant so he can go take one of the numerous up job openings that are coming that are going to come up on Black Monday and on the NFL. Harbaugh's leaving. I think I think he's setting the stage for that. I think that 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 might be an undertone here. Uh, excuse me. Of what? Um, of what he was trying to do. I think he's trying to set set the wheels in motion for him to get out the door. And we've already said this. Les Miles is just sitting back waiting for that day to happen. And and so he could so he could take over and and uh do do his thing up up in uh up in Michigan, which I, I, Les Miles would not be a bad fit for Michigan right now because he is a Michigan man. He is a Michigan man, and what does Michigan, what does Michigan not have? A quarterback. What has Les Miles never had? A quarterback. <laughs> and he still won games, so he knows how to win without a quarterback. That's, that's important. That's apparently important in Michigan because they don't have a quarterback. So that was that game. 
that was that that story of the week. Um, let's see. All right, we we visited this in the beginning, and I'm glad we have enough time. We have enough time to get into this. We've got plenty of time. We've got plenty of time, but we're gonna get into this deep, deep. Oh, deep. We're gonna go deep here. Um, dare I say we're going balls deep? Oh, we're going balls deep. We are going balls deep. We're balls classic, deep. Classic, classic, classic Pete Gillen balls deep. All right, here we go. Willie Taggart. Let's just let's let's do this the same way we did the entire um, Tennessee fiasco last week. Let's just go through Willie Taggart's last year of his life. All right. So Willie Taggart is. We're going back 365 days, so we're we're in 2000. We're in, we're in 2016. Willie Taggart is the head coach at South Florida University of South Florida. Let me get that right. Um, so Willie Taggart is coaching there. Um, or the Oregon job opens up. They call Willie Taggart. He says, "I'm in." I'll take that job. So now he is the head coach in Eugene, Oregon, coaching the Ducks, and he has his first season this year. I believe they had seven wins this year. I believe they went seven and five. They had some pretty good games. Um, they didn't really play well against the top Pac-12 teams, but they weren't supposed to. They 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 had it was. Basically, a surprising year for them. Okay. Florida State job opens up. Willie Taggart supposed to coach his Ducks in the uh, in the Las Vegas Bowl. They Florida State calls up a South a guy from South Florida, and he says, and he says. Yeah, I'll get out of I'll, I'll I'll get out of Eugene. I don't need to be where it rains pretty much all the time. I'd rather go hang out in Florida where it rains for about five minutes and then then it's nice out again. So Willie Taggart had a job has had three jobs in the span of 365 days. He has been the head coach at three different universities. And so should I? It, I, it, it, I, it baffles me. Should I attempt to name his replacement? Let's name his replacement. I've been pretty good so far. Let's name his replacement. Uh, let's save that. Let's save that to, to sum up the story. What I want to get you know who I'm naming his replacement? I, I don't know. I, it, it 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 has me on suspense, and I, I, I that's why I want to save it. I want to save it to to kind of kind of savor the moment. I want to savor that moment and be be, be able to. Either rip your your choice apart, or 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 tend to agree with you. But here's here's the biggest problem I have with Willie Taggart. All right, so Willie Taggart has had three jobs. He's been able to move wherever he wants. Walrus, if you were a quarterback at Oregon, and you went there to play for Willie Taggart, you went there, you wanted to play there because you were like, all right, we got this guy Willie Taggart coming in. Willie Taggart decides to leave. Now you're the quarterback, and you say, I don't want to play for somebody new. I don't want to play for anybody new. I want to play at a different university. 
I want to go somewhere else and play. You know what happens to that guy? You sit out a year. You you cannot participate in practice. You cannot participate in in anything. On you can just stand there and be. And that's how you're part well, of the that's team. That's part of the idea. You commit to a school, not to a coach. Well, that's a complete. Uh, that that is completely. Bo- uh, it's just bogus. That's that's well, the only word that comes to I mind. I agree. But at the same time, otherwise you would have. Literally, for the lack of better terms, you have college free agency. I, I, totally, I, I totally get that. Like, oh, here's my solution to that. My solution to that is, like, at, at what point does it end? If your coach leaves, if your coach, if the coach decides to leave, you should be able to leave that school. You should be able to go to another school and not lose a year of eligibility. Okay, but where does that end? It ends with if your coach, coach, if your head coach, what is your coordinator? Lead? That it, the head coach, the head coach. If the head coach leaves, Why? you are Why allowed. You coordinators and your position coaches are more more ingrained in getting in, in your recruitment and anything else than the head coach. I don't. What care. if your position coach leaves? I don't care if your head coach leaves or is fired. You are free. To go out and look and, and play at another, you can go out, go to another university and play right. You don't have that year. You don't have that take a year off crap. I I think it's totally unfair. It's totally unfair. If a kid doesn't like his situation and wants to leave, he has to wait. But if a coach I, I wants to, if a coach wants to leave, if a coach wants to leave a situation. To make himself better, to make more money or get more power or whatever whatever the reason is, they're free to do so. Okay. And, and like I said, I agree with you. I, I don't I don't know the solution, but coaches are also free to get fired at any time. You can't fire a student athlete. Once they offer Oh, you can fire. You can pull a student athlete. You can pull a scholarship. It's, 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 they can pull a scholarship based on performance. If you yeah. do something, they can base. Yes, they most certainly can pull your scholarship if you do something stupid. But if you, if, you know, if you're a five-star running back, and all of a sudden you show up and you, you just, you know, you average two yards a carry, they can't just be like, oh well, you suck and pull your scholarship. If a coach goes zero and twelve, they're gonna fire. Yeah. So I, I agree with that. I I just I I just think it's. Totally unfair to the. It's totally right. unfair. At the same time, terrible. At the same time, I don't think if you were to go with your plan, your your idea, it's fair to stop the head coach. When the coordinators and linebackers coaches are sometimes, or position coaches, are sometimes more heavily involved with the student athlete in the recruiting process. Do you honestly think? See, the, let's just take Willie Taggart for example. Do you honestly think he had time to go to every recruit's house? That he wanted. Oh, absolutely not. No, but if he wanted, if if he wanted this running back, I guarantee. But you. here's the thing. Here's the thing. If if you're a, if you're a coordinator and you get offered a head coaching job, like you're, that's a step up. You're taking a step up. Okay? okay. You're going from a coordinator at one school to a head coach at another. That's a step up. That's a stepping stone in your career. All right. If you're going head coach to head coach. Where's the step up? 
There, there's no step up. There most certainly could be. That that's really. So if you're a head coach at uh, Coastal Carolina and USC calls, that's not a step up. Position prestige wise, it is. Paycheck, it is. In every aspect, prestige wise, paycheck. But it's not. It's not like you're going there. If you're a coordinator and you go to another spot, you're going there to do another job. The Willie Taggart is not going to Florida State to do another job. He's going to Florida State to do the same job as Oregon. That's that's where I I say. But it's not. Willie Taggart is is well versed and very experienced in the state of Florida in the recruiting the state of Florida. It is. Oh, I, I, I get I get him going to Florida. Forget State. I, I understand. I'm not talking about pay or the prestige. He can do his job better at Florida State than he can at Oregon. Oh, he's a and he's a he's a he's a Florida guy. He I mean that's why he took the South Florida job. That's but he's he's a guy from Florida. I understand going back home. What 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 I don't understand is why if a kid chooses Oregon and he's from Florida. And all of a sudden, he decides, I, I hate it in Oregon. I hate Oregon. I want to go back home to Florida. I want to go back. I want to go to a Florida school because I want to be back home with my family and what, whatever the case may be. And I understand people, may, you know, people will probably, you know, people will misuse that and say, and they'll, they'll say, oh, I was just homesick, but there really weren't. I understand there are some people that would do that. But the majority of them are not going to misuse that. They're not going to just skate through that. But if they wanted to do that, if you went to Oregon and you were from Florida, and all of a sudden you're like, I want to play close to home, and you're like, I, I, I don't care, I'm going back home, you have to sit out a year. The depends. coach does not. It depends. There are waivers. There, there's graduate waivers. No, no. If you have a situation in which, say, your mother gets ill, and you want – they do have hardship yeah, waivers. Hardship waivers. But what I'm – like, if, if there's none of that, like, a hardship is not – I no, want to go back home. If wants to leave – say Willie Taggart wants to leave Oregon for Florida State, he doesn't, isn't just free to do so. There's a buyout in his contract where he has to either pay Oregon a large sum of money or get his next employer to pay Oregon a large sum of money. Right. So it, it is fair. You're not asking a kid to pay a large sum of Hey, you know what? I just don't want to go to UCLA anymore. I'd rather go to Florida. Okay, sit out a year. They're not looking at the kid. Well, you know, you, well, you got a, you know, you got tuition. That was eighty thousand dollars. Room and board's another twenty. So yeah, you can go to Florida State, but you won't be always hundred grand. No, you sit out a year. Right. It, it, so it is fair. Yeah. In, in that aspect, it is. I, I, I guess I, these coaches I, have buyouts in millions of dollars. Kevin Sumlin's buyout was $10 million. $10 million if he wanted to leave A&M or A&M wanted to get rid of him. Yeah. And, and that, that's, part, that's part of the case. All right, Walrus, let's go to – are you talking the replacement app? For Willie Taggart at Oregon. All right, let's get. It. Who is going to replace Willie Taggart in Oregon? Well, I don't. I don't, I don't want to put my streak on the line and say you know this is what's happening. 
Okay, who's who's a guy? Who's a guy who who you think? The guy, guy uh, been connected to a number of openings. Um, never been shy, and his offense can put up points. Any idea where I'm going with this? He's not shy, and his he uh, may have coordinated last year on Nick Saban's team. Okay. He's coaching at Florida Atlantic. Oh, I know where you're going. Yeah, I know where you're going. Lady Kiffin's gonna put his name out there. That would be a very interesting spot. Lane Kiffin back in the Pac-12. Love to go at USC. Oh, he would love to get some revenge at USC for leaving him on the tarmac. I, I'm sure he'd love to leave their team right <laughs> yeah, on the tarmac. I'm sure he'd right on the field. Oh, that would be a, I, I, lo- I love the idea. I, I think it's a very Kiffin. interesting idea. I can see Lane Kiffin coming up with a trick play of a kneel down. Yeah, I can see I can see him go going kneel down. Oh wait, no, we're gonna throw it deep. I can see him doing that. Um, I definitely like the idea. I, I for the Oregon job, I just saw the Willie Taggart stuff yesterday, so I haven't really gotten into. And let's be honest, place. Lane Kiffin is not long for Florida Atlantic. No, he's not. No, he's not. He he even though they won a championship, they he win that conference. to prove to the rest of the NCAA I can behave. You can put me in charge of a program, and I won't embarrass you. I wouldn't say he's behaved, but I would say he hasn't embarrassed the program. He, he hasn't done anything. Oh, he's been trolling Nick Saban all season. I didn't say I didn't enjoy it. I'm just saying he hasn't behaved. I mean, he has. It's not. It's not exactly where he's been like quiet as as a field mouse, and you know, just stayed in his lane. He has gone after some of these. He's gone out and put his neck on the line a couple of times. So, I again, I love Lane. I love Lane Kiffin. I love his moxie. I love everything about Lane Kiffin in the press conference. I think he's fantastic. Um, and obviously on the field, he, he can he can do a good a good job, and he did a good job at FAU. So, um, like I said, it's one of the more most it's one of the bowls I'm most interested in watching is FAU against Akron because Lane Kiffin's involved. So, uh, I do I do like that choice, Lawrence. And and if it did happen, we would be able to see we'd be able to be you know. We'd be able to get get to really talk about the Pac-12, and their coaches would be. Because let's just be out of three head coaches in like the last twelve months. Yeah. So they need someone that might stay for a while, and I, I think if Lane Kiffin gets a big time job, a Power Five job, he can't jump from job to job. Yeah. If, I, if he goes to Oregon, and. Just say, I'm just going to throw a school out there. Say he takes the Oregon job for a year, goes full Willie Taggart, and then takes the Michigan job. Michigan had better be his last job because nobody will hire him. Yeah. Lane Kiffin's rope is very, very short. Very short. Very short rope. And it's not. Either that or he's going to end up coaching Toledo for the rest of his life. <laughs> uh, one of the names that I heard for that job is the coach at Memphis. I know he's been he's been rumored to a lot of jobs. He's been rumored for a lot of jobs, um, and I think he would be. I think he would fit what Oregon's looking for, because Oregon Oregon 
wants to get back to that Chip Kelly fast-paced um, offense kind of that they that they are used to seeing up there, and that's what Memphis does. And anybody who watched the championship game knows that's what they do. They get up, they run fast-paced, they throw the ball around, they yeah, run but, that option. But and, but Chip Kelly's teams also play defense. They won a lot of games, sixty to ten. Like they put up a lot of points, but they also played defense. Yeah. Well, that's the one thing that made Chip Kelly different than everybody else that tried to be Chip Kelly. Just everybody that tried it tried to be focused on the offense. Chip Kelly was like, "I already know the offense. Let's get defense." They also had as much grief as I give Chip Kelly. His team generally did not give up a lot of points. He also had. Good defensive coordinators in uh, Oregon, and and that that's what helped them play defense. But you're you're absolutely right, Wallace. He did play that way. Um, did play get his teams to play defense, and that will be interesting to see. You know what he what he does. What Chip getting back to our, our caller at the beginning. That's the interesting thing about Chip Kelly is we know the offense will be there. What are they going to do on defense? And um. But I, that's just the name that I've heard. The names that I've heard, um, obviously, we talked about the beginning. Um, what do we say? The uh, Arkansas, Arkansas, hired, Chad Arkansas hired Chad Moore. He, he was from SMU, right? Yes. Yeah, that, uh, that was the other name that I've heard for jobs is the SMU coach. Um, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna toot our, our horn a little bit. We've got a very we, we we have one right now. We again busted this season. All right. The the theme of our show for pretty much the whole theme of our network at Radio AFS, the whole theme is that the national media is a joke and you don't have to listen to them anymore. Walrus, I'm gonna ask you to Help me out in this. Be a, be a crutch and and answer some questions for me. When we started this, um, I've been advised not to answer any questions. <laughs> when we started this show, I believe our first topic was, "What's the best conference in football?" Was was that not one of our one of our first topics? I believe it was. It was. The national media at large. Was saying they said, and I remember this at the beginning of the year. The SEC is a down conference this year. Was would you say that statement's true? That the media was against the SEC from the start. I agree. Most of that media that projected that, and I'm I'm talking about mostly FS1, ESPN. Most of those shows picked. Two conferences that were far superior to the SEC this year. Walrus, can you name what those two conferences were? What was that, sir? There were two conferences that they said, these conferences are better than the SEC. There were two conferences. I'll give you a hint. They both had the number 10 in them at, at some point. The Big Ten is one of them, and the Pac-12 
I remember this. I remember watching this and nearly laughing out of my chair when everybody was saying, oh, we got USC, Washington. The Pac-12 is a better conference than the SEC. The Big Ten has Penn State, has Michigan, has Ohio State. It has Urban Meyer. It has better coaching. What two conferences are not involved in the college football playoff? The Big Ten. Oh, oh, and what? And who happens to have not one but two teams in the in the playoff? The Southeastern. The Southeastern Conference. So again, our show. The very first question was, "Who's the best conference in football?" And it was a literal. I didn't even finish the question, and Walrus had the answer. What did you answer, Walrus? Who was the best conference? Oh, we said the SEC. Walrus's answer, I believe, was, "Are we really? do we really have to talk about the SEC anymore? That's really, that is what I said. Now, do we really have to have this debate? And the season played out, and it's exactly how we said it at the beginning of the year. The SEC is the dominant conference. I don't care what happens in the bowl games. I don't care what happens in this. Playoff-wise, they got two teams in the playoff. And the two conferences that everybody said, oh, they're, they're, they've caught up. They've caught up to the SEC. Both those conferences have zero participants. I think that's amazing. Um, Walrus, where do you want to go on that, on that topic? I want to go, you know where I want to go. Where do I always want to go? <laughs> go to Iowa. <laughs> go to the state of Iowa for that. Because Iowa is making noise in the college football playoff, just like I told you they would. <laughs> yes. You may have thought I meant they were going to make the playoffs. Maybe just we're going to make noise. And, and we have to give another shout-out to our first show. Trey, uh, I forget where Trey was calling from. Trey called from Washington. Trey from Washington called our show and was furious that Walrus that Iowa would have an impact, that Iowa would win the big, the, the, would go to the Big Ten championship game. Yes, that didn't happen, but Iowa, Iowa was the reason that Ohio State was not chosen over Alabama. And again, Trey from Washington, Iowa was the team that had everyone up in arms this week. Everyone was up in arms because Ohio State lost to Iowa. Um, Walrus, I'll let, I'll let you explain Iowa. What is there to explain about that? <laughs> I'll let you explain. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the floor. We want to know. I was <laughs> Iowa. We need, we need to get one of the coaches on. Their running backs run with their feet on the ground. <laughs> The best analysis ever. I've never heard. <laughs> they run with their feet on the ground. Listen, I hear those USC quarterbacks <laughs> throw with their hands. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. Uh, all right. So we've got we've got some time left. Let me because we're going into bowl season. All right, the season is starting to wind down. So let me explain to the listeners how this is going to work. Actually, 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll explain that, and then maybe if there's time left over, I'll go into, an, I have another topic, and I have another topic. All right, so we're going to, how we're going to attack the bowl season, because to me, bowl season is the best part of my life. There's college football on all day, every day for like a week straight. It's fantastic. I go to holiday parties. And I've done this before. I've gone to holiday parties and people have the TV off. And I go, um, no, we're putting the game on. People And everybody's always stunned. They're like, what, what are you talking about? And I'm like, the bowl game's on. I'm like, come on, turn on the Beef O'Grady's Bowl. <laughs> and, and everybody's always shocked. Everybody's like, wait, what? There's a game? And then, and like, everybody I'm looks at me like I have, like, a hand. invited to holiday parties? I ask before I go, Will the football game be on? Well, no, we're, you know, we'll be talking. Well, then I won't be there. <laughs> I, and they look at me like I'm joking. I'm very serious. So I just show up and put the game on. I don't care no, what is going because, on. No, because if you do that, then you're around a bunch of people that don't have any respect for the game. They'll walk in front of it. They'll talk. No, no, no. If you're not going to watch the game or you don't have any interest in the game, I probably don't have any interest in the company. <laughs> oh, no. It, when, when I go to a holiday party, I go in, I go up, the game, I go, it's like, you know, you go to a holiday party, usually you get there at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon, so people are usually like, oh, there's no sports on yet. I'm like, no, there's a game on. We're putting the, we're putting the game on. And usually it's like the Idaho, it's that Idaho potato bowl. The tax slayer. I know. The best bowl they've ever. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. San Diego County Credit Union Poinsettia Bowl. I want that in review. That's actually got a different name this year. What? I forgot which. Uh, there is, the San Diego County Bowl is different. I, I didn't. San Diego I, no. County Credit Union? They don't have the Poinsettia Bowl? They they don't it's not the poinsettia bowl it's some other it's a different bowl but it's still the San Diego County it's still it's still they still have their name on the bowl but it's just not the poinsettia bowl. Well, I'm it's, it's, some, it's some other bowl. Um, but anyway, uh, I I know I know which one it is. It's uh, I'm just looking at my list here. Try. I, I. I saw. I actually. I actually pointed that out, and I was gonna write it. Write it in because I. I do love the San Diego County Credit Union Bowl. I do. I do like that. That is in the title. But um, no. What. What I do is I put the game on, and usually people are like, "Oh my God, there's a game on!" And they look at me like, you know, like I'm the crazy one that wants to watch football. And then like five minutes later, you turn around, and there's like 20 people standing around you watching the game, and. Everybody's like, who are these teams? And it, it's, it's, that's what I love about bowl season is you get to see teams that you would never see. Yeah, but I don't want to be one of those people. Those kind of people irritate me. Because I'm trying to watch the game. I don't need to explain to you. Well, I'll tell you. Where that's, Fresno State is. Well, I'll tell why, you. Why, why are they playing? What's going on? The best, one I, the best one I ever had was I went to a party and people weren't were, – paying attention, and we had, and it was, it was the potato bowl, but Buffalo was involved. And people were like, why do you care about this game? And I was like, watch this kid. Watch this kid, Khalil Mack. Just watch him play. I just told him, watch this kid play for, watch one play. And Khalil Mack destroyed someone, and they were like, oh, my God. And I was like, yeah, that's why I watch this. That's why I watch these bowl games. Because you're going to be people why I'm doing some action on a Thursday night. You don't understand action. <laughs> yes, I'm watching Marshall. Don't 
Who do you mean you don't know about Rakeem Kato? He threw for 8,400 yards last season. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my favorite part of Bull Week is just there's, there's multiple games on almost every day, and it's fantastic. So we're going to get into bowl season, and what we're going to do is break it down. We're going to break down the games that are coming up that week, um, just so we're not overwhelming with how many games there are. How do I go about obtaining – we are now in the media, are we not? Yes, we are. How do I go about obtaining credentials? Um, I want to go to the pitch straight bowl. You would have to. You would have to talk. You would have. To, I want to be. In I, I have. I have. I have. I have done this actually. I have. I have acquired this from management. And what management told me is, we have to get. You would have to get a a photo ID. And you would have to present it to whoever's in charge of whatever, you want to do as. The management will back you as part of the media. And then however they go about getting credentials, that's what you have to do. Whatever they, the, the place tells you. So if you wanted to go to it, it was explained to me, if you want to go to a certain NFL game and get it, you would have to contact the stadium and figure out how to get it from, from that point on. And management will back you as far as so if you are I'm, a member of the media. So they will I'm, back you. If you're telling me I want to go to the pinstripe bowl, I have to – Contact the, the bowl representative or something? Yes, you have to contact the member. You have to contact whoever's in charge of the pinstripe bowl. Say, I, uh, say my name is the walrus. the walrus. I am from, I, I represent a college football show on Radio AFS, and I would like to obtain media credentials, and you would have to follow whatever restrictions they, they apply. I think I'm going to do it. I, I I I would highly suggest that you do and report back to us what happened <laughs> the entire time because I I would love it because you know what if the University of Iowa coaching staff won't come to me I'll go to them yes yes maybe I can obtain a maybe I can be in the press conference you can get a question you can get a question in oh man how would that be for ourselves but yes. Walrus, I, I sit and you know what? When I go on Farmer's show in the in the morning, I will discuss with Farmer about what 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 we can do about that. Yeah, I, if someone could point me in the right direction, so I'll get, I would love to be a credentialed media member. I'll get you pointed at that, and we'll try to get it before before December twenty seventh, before before the game takes place. If not, if not, we'll send you with a sign that just says. I am part of the media. I am the media. <laughs> this is, I'm the media. Come talk to me. I'll just wear black and gold. Eventually, somebody in Iowa will find me. Right. Last thing, I, all right. So, like I was saying, that's how we're going to do. So, next week, we're going to discuss all the bowl games that are going to be played. And then, then we'll go on, you know, the, next, the following week, we'll recap all the games, and we will move forward until we get to January 1st. So we're not going to bombard you with all the different games. Of course, as is always our, our uh, message here, if you want to discuss a certain game, all you have to do is call, call the show. We will discuss any topic with you. We will discuss any topic, any kind of game. I, again, 
we don't care. We don't care if it's the we don't care if it's the idle potato bowl. And if you if you get credentialed for that, I'm, I'm going to work on the Bahamas Bowl. I'm going to work on media credentials for the Bahamas Bowl. Media credentials just get you in the building. <laughs> you don't all of a sudden get a travel bucket. <laughs> oh, we'll work on that. That, that would be it. That would, that would be my goal. That, how awesome would that be to be a media member of one of those teams, one of those teams in that, in Ohio or U or UAB? How awesome would it be to be an Alabama Birmingham like beat reporter and be like, yeah, you know, I gotta work. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta travel for work. Oh, where are you going? Bahamas. It's <laughs> just the football team, so they're not going to the Bahamas. Yeah, they are. Dude, they have a football team. Did they fold their team? No, they're back. Oh. I think this is their first year back. I think okay. I saw that. It's either their first or second year. But yeah, they're they're in they're in the Bahamas Bowl against Ohio. So I think I think that 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 would be the dream the dream goal of of a college football reporter is all right, uh, my team's going to the Bahamas. This is gonna be sweet. All right. Another thing that I'm this I'm going to end the show with a little with a little tease, a little tease for the off season. Walrus, you you don't know this, but before before I did this show and worked on this platform, I ran a website called. Well, we're not going to talk about the website. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I ran a website called. It was called Challenge Flag, and. It's still actually up. I just have not updated it in a few years, right? But it was articles on football, and it can be reached at www.challengeflag, all one word, .wordpress.com. One of the things I worked on at, at Challenge Flag was I created – what I called at the time the DCS, the Deets Championship System. Basically, what it was is a way of quantifying all the games that you played during the season. I cannot apply for media credentials. Oh, you can't. Applications for completed. I need my sports assignment editor to submit the application. Oh, we can do that. Uh, media members may not apply on their own behalf. Oh, so I we'll get we'll get management. We'll get management on it. I will. Uh, here, I'll will send you the appropriate information. Not a worry. Yeah, you send me the information. I will pass it on to management, and we will we'll get we'll get that under control. I went right to the uh, I went right to uh, pinstripebowl.com, and there's a little link in there that tells you exactly who to contact for uh, for media credentials. Excellent. I'm like, come on, come on. I could be a credentialed member of the media. We're on the case. We're going to try to get the walrus, the walrus in the room to ask. I don't know. Not to ask Kurt Marins a question. If, if there's anyone Iowa wants in that room, it's wall. It's the walrus. I would love to see somebody ask a question against Iowa and see what happens. See what see the walrus. <laughs> the walrus is going nuts. Yeah, I'll start yelling. Kurt Marins is going to So. Anyway, 
back to what I was talking about. So I created a system to figure out the national champion. I'm going to present that system as we get more into the bowl season. Because during the off season, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit of tweaking to the system, and we're gonna try to get that implemented by next year, so that we can have our own uh, our own way of figuring out who the best teams are. Now, if you if if this sounds like something that you're intrigued on, I again go to www.challengeflag.wordpress.com and look at what I, what the, and find, find the DCS posts and you can see all the work that I've put into it already. Basically what it does is it, it gives each game you play a certain point value. And if you win the game, you get those points. And at the end of the season, whoever has the highest point value it's obviously the best team. So, and there's a whole thing up there. So, I think uh, I, I'm going to, like I said, I have to give it a little bit of tweaking. But when I did this, I did this probably seven years ago. And what what I did is I went back like five years before that. And I calculated it out to see who the best teams were. And a, a lot of times, I, I, I believe it was four out of the five years, I got what would have been the best games in the championship. With a playoff, I think this would, I think it would be, I think, I think it would work a lot better with a playoff because now you've got four teams instead of, instead of just trying to pick the two matchups together. So, like I said, I'm going to go back and I'm going to try to, tool it, and come up with a good value. But that's going to be my goal for the offseason. And we're going to talk about it as we go. We're going to talk about when we don't have, when we no longer have games to talk about, we're going to talk about how we can improve this selection process and take it out of the, out of the hands of a room full of guys. We're going to have to see if we can have actual, factual data to support these are the best teams in college football. What do you think about that idea, Walrus? Well, I think you're a lunatic. I, 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 that, that is, that is, a, that is a usual response. Um, I, know, I know it's hard to it, – it, I'm painting that picture because I'm, I'm trying to be very brief about it because I, I don't want to get into the intricacies of it at this moment. But I, I do think – it, I, when I was doing it, it was a great experience for me to see, all right, who's actually played a tough schedule? Who's actually got who, – who actually went out and played, you know, tough teams? Who, who played tough teams inside their conference? Who played, tough team, who played a tough non-conference schedule? And it, it's, a very, it's a very good thing. Again, go to the website, read up on what the, the, the parameters of it were, and you can see how, just how good, uh, how, how much that system is. The problem with it is it was a lot of work for one person to do. And since all I have is my tablet, it's, it's, it's extremely hard. If I can get a laptop, I might actually try to do it again to get more research and 
if it actually works out, um, I will, I, we, will, we will be discussing it a lot more on this show, and it will become a lot more of a useful tool for us. Um, well, yes, I, that, that I agree with. I was going to make an inappropriate comment there, but I, I chose not to. But, all right, so we have five minutes left. Let's um, recap. So we talked about the championships. Um, congratulations to USC for winning the Pac-12, Ohio State for winning the Big Ten, and you get to go to bowl games, but you don't get to go to the playoffs. Congratulations to Alabama for not playing, but getting invited to the playoff anyway. Georgia for winning the SEC. They will be in the playoff. Um, Clemson destroyed Miami. They're in the playoff. And Oklahoma won the Big 12. They're in the playoff. So those are your four playoff teams. You'll hear a lot more about those teams. We're, we probably won't get into it until they're actually going to play a game because with a month off, what really, what really are you going to say now? that you're not going to say a month from now when the game actually plays. Um, but we talked about coaches moving. Did, we didn't fire anybody today, did we? Oh, can I fire somebody? Fire, yeah, absolutely. Walrus, we, we got to fire somebody. We got five minutes left. Do you think I can fire somebody not in the NCAA? Can I fire anybody actually? You can fire anyone you want, Walrus. Go <laughs> go ahead. I'm waiting my magic wand. <laughs> Well, I well, I didn't say it on the radio, so I don't know if it counts. But technically, in uh, in private conversation, I fired Ben McAdoo. Ah, yes, yes. As, as soon as he said he was benching Eli Manning, he's getting fired. But my powers that be, I'm not going very far. Headed down 95. Firing Jay Gruden. Oh yes, and and I'm glad you brought that up because I I forgot. Um, Big T from Big T's Extreme Sports, he listened to the show last week, gave me the thumbs up that we were okay. If you listened to our show from last week, you know um, Walrus and I were on the edge of our seat, <laughs> wondering if we would even be back this week, uh, whether management would uh, would have, have something to say to us. <laughs> but I don't – go ahead. I don't really dislike Jay Gruden. Don't know that he's doing a bad job, but Big T asked. Yes. So come back um, Monday. Big when, they, when they do the fires in the NFL, for you, big guy, hope Jay Gruden's on the list. Big T, I agree with Walrus. And I am a Dallas Cowboys fan. And I have no love for the Redskins whatsoever. I, I could care less. But here's what I'm going to say, Big T. You lose to that Dallas Cowboys team that they lost to on Thursday night, the way that the Redskins lost to that team. If I were Daniel Snyder, I would have fired Jay Gruden. I, I would have fired Jay Gruden already. Right. Well, the problem is nobody exactly knows what it is Daniel Snyder doing. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody knows. Nobody well, knows. Really really knows. How many coaches does Daniel Snyder have on the payroll? And he's fired, but he's still paying. <laughs> He's, he's got to have a couple of them. I wonder. I think Steve Spurrier still still probably Richard gets your Shanahan's still getting paid. Shanahan's got to be getting some money. Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs is good. 
What about Ron Zook? <laughs> they've got a lot. They've got a lot of coaches there. Oh my God. But yes, that 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 is where we're going to extend our 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 powers. We're going to see. We're going to we're going to test the water here. Our powers may just be held to the college football world, but we're going to test the waters and see if we can get the NFL. Speaking of the NFL, while we're on the NFL subject, in the coming weeks, obviously we've got the bowl games. Once the bowl games start to wind down, we are going to extensively get into the NFL draft. So college football fans who are listening to our show, and you know people out there, I, I... I know, I know too many people who are. I like the NFL, but I don't watch college. Yeah, when my guy, when I watch people get CTE, CTE, I prefer they do it for free. <laughs> I like my guys to get paid to get CTE. So I, um, you know, I have a lot of those. I have a lot of those kind of friends. If you're listening you to, don't me, have a lot of any kind. Of <laughs> well, I, I, I don't have a lot of friends. I will agree, but. I have a lot of people who are acquaintances who, who I who know who I am, and that's why they're not friends with me. Okay, they know me. Yeah, I just make fun of them. But if anyone else has has people out there who are strictly NFL fans, when the bowl season is over, we are going to extensively get into the NFL draft. We are going to switch our stuff into talking a lot of NFL, and we're going to try to merge. College, so I insist, I ask all of you, all of the listeners out there, tell people when we're when we're starting in, tell your friends to get involved in this show, because we're going to take each team, break them down, who they should draft, where they should draft, what positions they should look at, who the top guys are. That's going to be our kind of, our, our Outlook for the new year. All right, we got one minute left of the show. So, is there anything you want to add to this show, Walrus? Go Iowa. All right. I'm going to do something here. There we go. We are.